0: You're listening to the Free To Be Mindful Podcast, which invites you along on a journey to learn of mindful living, grow in mental health, and inspire through personal growth. In a world where we can often feel much stressed and overwhelmed, this podcast provides bite-sized tips and real talk conversations, empowering you to embrace mindfulness and nurture your full potential. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping others live life with peace of mind and ease of heart without losing their, well, you know. Here we go. Hi, and welcome to episode 181 of the Free To Be Mindful podcast. I hope you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So if I were to ask you to choose one word to describe yourself, what would that one word be? Think about it, really think about it, and hold it in your pocket. (laughs) Now, if you were to ask your loved ones the same question, what would they say? Would the word be similar or completely different? Really think about what would they say? This is actually an exercise that I assign quite often in the therapy setting, To young kids, many teens, but even adults too. And you can try it out as well. Ask your closest family and friends via text, those people that will really give it to you straight and that you can trust, ask them to give you five words to describe you. It's always so interesting to see if the words overlap and how the words are different depending on who they are and how they know you. So I myself did it as well. And my son said, happy, mindful, emotional, surprised, and excited. My husband said, loving, hardworking, passionate, tall, and pretty. (laughs) And my brothers and friends said a combination of ambitious, educated, driven, determined, pleasant, amiable, teachable, intelligent, witty, strategic, and focused. I think they know me pretty well because I may use some of these words myself. And thinking about your word, maybe your word is a representation of your life at some point, right? You at some point in your lifetime, or maybe it's a collection of some of your experiences and emotions. The words that describe us can definitely affirm certain dreams, maybe certain qualities or values that we have or it can be something literal, like me being tall. (laughs) After doing that exercise, compare it again to the word that you thought about yourself and reflect how it's the same or different. And I love doing and assigning this exercise because often as humans, we can shortchange ourselves either for fear of being too braggadocious or for lack of self-esteem or for lack of belief in our own abilities. And I also like it because when we hear how others see us, it can be a very powerful tool. And the reason for that is, is that words hold a lot of weight. And when we really think about it, they can be more than a definition. They can also be used as a tool to shape our journey. And Here's what I mean. A few years ago, I was introduced to the concept of thinking about a word of the year. Since then, I've made sure to include it in the end of year or beginning of year reflections. Now, if you tuned in last week and in past podcast episodes, you know that I'm not really a fan of new year resolutions. I myself engage in creating quarterly goals. I believe that picking one goal for the year is just too much of a tall order, and it makes it more realistic for us to make these smaller bite-sized goals and assess them every three months or at the end of each quarter. And despite thinking that one goal is too much for an entire 12 months, I do engage in picking one word for the year. Now, this one word that we may either want to embody throughout the course of the year or it can be the driving force behind our quarterly goals for the year, it is indeed just one word, Time, sometimes, two. It's another way to level up the intention or the aspirations that we have for the year. It can also help us with a personal or professional goal, or it can just be something that encourages you when you're steering into a new direction or uncharted waters. So there are three steps that are key to developing a change or a mindset that is different from a traditional New Year's resolution, but that can still help us practice what we need to do in order to be at the place where we want to be 12 months from now. So in today's episode, I wanted to share with you why Words of the Year are so effective, how you go about picking one, and then what I'll do is I'll share my past words to give you the idea as to the why do this to begin with, and it may help you pick your own. And then we'll end with me sharing what my 2024 Word of the Year is. And maybe you're thinking, really, Vanessa, one word? (laughs) How is that supposed to help me reach my goals? Well, like I just mentioned, words are powerful. There's a book called Words Can Change Your Brain by Dr. Andrew Newberg, who's a neuroscientist at Thomas Jefferson University, and Mark Robert Waldman, a communications expert. And their book states, which by the way, we'll link it to the show notes. Their book states that a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. I'll repeat that. A single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. Really think about that. If at work, your boss says, awesome idea, good work. Or even just gives you an incredible, that's so much different and it lands different than if someone says, um, that's not the direction we were going in, or you don't align for this position. You even hear it. And when I was saying it, how one is very lifted with positive energy and the other one has quite the opposite impact. Words can definitely influence our mental, our emotional, and our physical states, if we let them. But even when we are very mindful of the way that something makes us feel, or the chord that something may strike, we can still acknowledge when something doesn't feel good. So back to the power of words, creating your own or choosing your own word of the year is all about you what you cherish, what you want to learn from, or what you see. And this is regardless of whether the goal applies to just you or to your situation or the relationships around you as well. So here we go. To pick a word first, consider what word helps with specific alignment with a potential goal you want to achieve. When you really think about and target what matters to you and you see the intention behind it, you're more likely to become motivated and to stay motivated. So for example, if your word of the year is growth, Your focus might be to practice more self-care, maybe more personal development, or embrace learning curves. If your word of the year is community, maybe your goals are more socially oriented, maybe based on networking more or expanding your circle or finding ways to create new relationships or common grounds with like-minded individuals. So your guiding word really sets the theme for the year and helps you see clearly what it is that's important to you. And when you select that word, it pushes you one step closer to the end zone. Second, know that guiding words are influential aspects in your personal or professional lives. And often they may involve some type of shift from a previous point. So for example, if you're shedding a bad habit and want to adopt a new lifestyle, your guiding word can be something that helps influence you or helps inspire you to create this new change. Here are some ideas. If you find yourself struggling with mindfulness, a word of the year can lead you to being in the moments may include focus, appreciation, or presence. Or if you were challenged by a negative mindset, maybe you'll center your word of the year to encompass happiness, grace, or confidence. Know that your old thoughts and values might feel a little heavy or like they're too painful to remember, but that can actually be a driving force of a new lifestyle that you want to make. You can turn pain into healing, confusion into clarity, and fear into bravery. And on top of that, when you remember where you were and who you want to be, that reminder serves as an emblem of hope. Sometimes we're so caught up by our past or by our future that we forget the fact that we're living in the right here and right now. And that there's really no perfect blueprint to discovering who we truly are. And we do that through our own unique experiences. And then third, know that your word of the year can also elevate your thinking because of the positive reinforcement that it provides you. When we think of our yearly goals, we hopefully pick them because we either know or at least we hope that they can be an actual possibility we hopefully think of things that we can indeed attain, which is why we want to create smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. And when we go through these steps, we get that much closer to knowing that we can do anything that we put our hearts and minds to, no matter what the backstory is or no matter what the obstacles are. With the right supports. We can reach our goals. And having a word really encourages us to use positive language. And then we use that language to hopefully meet our goals, to spread light and joy, to do whatever it is that our goal is, to meet that goal. So having a word of the year can also help us see things beyond ourselves. It can help us with bigger questions like, How can we drive change in society? How can we understand and accept each other? Or how can we work through complicated situations with other people? And as a result of doing that, it can potentially help us with things outside of ourselves, such as helping us understand other people, especially those people who challenge us with sharing space and sharing kindness. So then the question is that you may be wondering... Well, how do I decide on one word? Trying this exercise that I'm about to guide you on can help you really see what matters to you and how you can choose one word to apply to various parts of your life. So you're invited to pause the audio if you wish in between each question so that you can really reflect on each question. Or if you're able to do so, you can stop and journal about it in between each one. Bonus points for you if you're able to do that. So take a moment to think about the answers to each one of these questions. What is an area of growth or improvement that I'd like to focus on? What is a hobby or effort that I'm proud of and that I want to continue? What is a personal or professional goal or goals that I have for the year? What are some things that I value in my relationships and in my connections with others? And finally, what is a dream I have that means a lot to me? Hopefully you're able to think about, and reflect upon the answers to each one of those questions. So choosing a word can be something that motivates you without stressing you out. (laughs) Because of course, we want to be driven by things and not become unnecessarily anxious over our goals. And hopefully it's something that either feels like home, or maybe it is something that pushes you outside of your comfort zone. The cool thing about it is that it's flexible. You choose it and no one's holding you accountable but you. And it can be the one overarching concept that you have for the year, but again, that can apply to different areas and different aspects of your life. So I began by letting you know that I would share a little bit about my history of my own word of the year since I have come across this concept So I began the practice in 2018. And to backtrack a moment, in December of 2017, I was given the opportunity to present to the New Jersey Principals and Supervisors Association and Legal One on best practices for middle school students from the school counselor's perspective. And it was so awesome to be able to share my knowledge and experience with those professionals who supervise the school counselors. And over that holiday break between December 2017 and January 2018, with the push of my dear friend, Amy, I created a website on my own and I began to establish my own personal brand. I began blogging, knowing that I wanted to do more than just being in my school counseling position. So the word for 2018 that I chose was grow. And then for 2019, I knew that I wanted to really formalize a lot of the ideas that I had in my head. So for 2019, the word I chose was accountability. I wanted to hold myself accountable for the growth that I had made throughout 2018. And with this motivation, it was in May of 2019 that I held my first Amiga Moms conference, which was a sold out, super successful event. And just two weeks after that, I legally filed and established Free to Be Mindful as an LLC. And then in September of that same year, expecting that I was going to get my full counseling license by that point, I signed the lease to my office space that you see now if you're watching this on YouTube. And then at the end of 2019... I was told that eight months worth of hours, now these are the 4,800 hours that a licensed associate counselor needs to obtain to be given the full licensure, which really all simply means that you don't need to seek mandatory supervision anymore and that you can practice on your own. It doesn't sound like a big deal. It's still doing the same thing. However, it was a huge deal because I wanted to open up my own private practice and I was set back by eight months. So I was told in that fall that eight months of those hours were not going to be counted. And I shared the specifics about this insane story in episode 149 called Frustration and Perseverance, the story of Free to Be Mindful. So we'll link that to the show notes if you're interested in hearing about the story of how Free to Be Mindful came to be and my journey in becoming a fully licensed therapist. So to start the year in 2020, I chose the word hustle. And although at this point in my life, I do not believe in the hustle culture anymore, I do believe that we all do go through a season of life where we have to hustle in order to make things happen. And during the pandemic, it was very apropos. (laughs) Boy, did I hustle. And finally, I obtained my full licensure in August of 2020 and immediately, officially opened up my own private practice. And so for 2021, my word was intentional. I wanted to be intentional about the decisions I was making because I was indeed overworked going from working in a school, eight to three, and then seeing clients from four to seven. I was grinding toward my goals, but I was overworked and I was tired. And I began to really consider the idea of leaving my 18-year career in education, knowing that it was going to be a huge risk. So again, I began to get really intentional with the decision that I was thinking about, I began to get intentional with the contacts that I wanted to keep when I finally made the transition and with the commitments I was holding since I was so busy. And I held to everything with the exception of the commitments because I don't know how it happens, but instead of taking some things off of my plate, I unintentionally, ironic, I know, but I unintentionally put more on my plate. And because I keep track of my word of the year each and every year and of my quarterly goals, when I do engage in reflection, which sometimes is at the end of a year or at the beginning of a new year, I'm able to have some awareness over time when I'm not engaging in the things that serve me well. And that's why my word for 2022 was alignment. January 1st of that year was my first year in full-time private practice my first year with running a business on my own by itself. And I was really intentional about being aligned with what I was doing and what I needed to do in order to reach my goals. I also revisited the organizations and outside commitments that I was doing. And I made decisions on these commitments to see if those things aligned with my goals. So then when it came to 2023, my word of the year was celebrate. And it's not to say that I reached all my goals, but in moments of reflecting throughout the previous year, I would notice that I always had these high expectations for myself, whether they be more personal, professional, financial, and I was indeed meeting them. But even though I was like checking the boxes off, I wasn't really creating that space to really celebrate the wins that I was achieving. And now here we are, 2024. And well, my current situation caught me by complete, complete surprise, (laughs) because I had no idea that my family would be growing. So I had to do much reassessing this past fall after I finally grasped that I was actually, and it wasn't a dream, but that I was indeed pregnant. So my word for this year is the word grace, which begins first with greater awareness. And what I mean by that is having the awareness of what I physically need because I'm so used to, which is not a good thing, but I'm so used to ignoring my needs to be able to get more done in a short amount of time. Again, I realize that it's not healthy and I realize that it's the overachiever in me. So to give you an example, I'm not a big breakfast person. I just never have been. So I used to just drink my coffee, come to the office, and then around 12 or 1 was when I was having my brunch or I would grab breakfast on the go. But now I really have to pay attention to what my body and what my baby needs. So I have to make sure that I eat, even though I'm not used to it. I can no longer push off using the restroom also because I have to go. I have to go multiple times an hour. (laughs) So I have this awareness, this paying attention that before I used to just ignore and put off. But now I'm really paying attention to see what it is that I really need. And then after really establishing that, I have to be more intentional this year of giving myself the grace that I need. Because in addition to running a household, running a business, to helping people with their lives, to booking speaking engagements, to being a president of an association, and to opening up another business with partners last year, in addition to all of that, I got to remember that I'm growing a human and it is physically exhausting. So this year before the baby is born, when the baby is born and even after, I will be working on giving myself grace and creating space to be more flexible with my direction, with my goals. And while giving myself grace and space for that, also being deliberate with my plans. And what I mean by that is not only with the things that I can do, but more importantly, in what perhaps I won't be able to do because of the timeline that I'm working with and because of the different needs that I now have placed on me. So my friends, there you have it. (laughs) I hope that sharing my words of the past few years can help with you choosing yours. And remember, it isn't enough to just think of a word and call it a day, but for this to really be effective, you have to set time apart to reflect on where you've been, to reflect on where you want to go, and to really be intentional about what it is that's going to help you get there. And know that by choosing a word of the year, you can redefine what is important to you. You can allow it to guide you through the process, the journey of the year, and you can actively attain the goals or the changes that you envision for yourself. So, here's to 2024 and to loving, to learning, to growing, and to hopefully inspiring. With the new year and having a word of the year in mind, I hope that it inspires you to defy boundaries, to reach new milestones, and to love the version of yourself that you will become. I now invite you to join me on a short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, I'd like to provide you with a list of words that could potentially be used as a word bank for you to think about your goals, and then for you to pick your own word of the year to help you reach those goals at the end of every quarter, and finally at the end of the year. So some potential words of the year may include the following, and as I say them to you, just see where they land. See if they elicit any physical or emotional response from you. Equilibrium. Stability. Harmony. Symmetry. Proportion. Poise. Steadiness. Serenity. Centrality. Composure. Consistency, moderation, fairness, tranquility, synchrony, coordination, evenness, balance, integration, holistic, wholeness, Synchronicity, intentionality, coherency, consciousness, well-rounded. And it is my hope that this story and that these words fuel, motivate and inspire you to want to become an enhanced version of yourself. And that doesn't always mean to work more, to do more. Sometimes that does mean to take a step back, to take things off of your plate. And for myself, to create the space and grace for you to live your best life, which sometimes means that less is more. Regardless of your goals, remember that you can do anything you set your mind to with the right intentions and with the right support. And finally, remember that in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.